Hello everybody, welcome to The Truth Hurts. Today we're going to be talking about El Paso and the mass shooting that just happened there today. Uh, from just a quick view of it, it looks real. I haven't dug deep, but you know, uh, very honest here at The Truth Hurts. I don't care what they report. I don't care if they tell me babies were killed, if it looks suspect and it doesn't add up, I'm going to mention it. But just from the first few news reports and things that I saw, it looks like it's potentially real. Now, mind you, when we say potentially real, what we don't know, because there's layers to things, we don't know if these people always are acting alone. A lot of times these people are drugged, they're sent, they're poisoned, they're, they're hypnotized, uh, and, or they're like covert agents. But a lot of times people are crazy. So this looks like... Uh, a legitimate uh, mass shooting. And uh, a couple of interesting facts. So the guy, 21 years old, he's a white guy, and seemingly an avid Trump supporter and racist from you know a bunch of screenshots and stuff that people were able to gather from his social media accounts. So the next thing you look for, right, is what are we gonna do about this, right? Because that's what comes after all of these things and just to give a little backdrop you know the guy just walks into Walmart with an automatic weapon and just starts killing people so um, you know that's what happens so you say what are we going to do right and what are we going to address when are we going to address the underlying problem which I've detailed here at the truth hurts but like we're going to talk about today the problem is when you detail the underlying problem uh, with these mass shootings it goes against American code and definitely an American code under Donald Trump and that code doesn't state that white people can't be put in jail or punished or anything like that but it does state that white people specifically the white man will never be held accountable for the atrocities and the acts they will all it's like almost an unwritten and unspoken code that when they do these heinous things even though it's quite repeatedly that we just say thoughts and prayers, mental illness, and move on. That's part of the protection of white supremacy. So what's interesting in this case is, uh, like I said, this guy's a Trump supporter, and I, I, I looked, and Trump had a quote. He, Excuse me, he had a post on Twitter. He said, thoughts and prayers, everybody out there. Now, mind you, um, if this was a Hispanic guy, he said, oh, you know, get rid of him if he's a black guy lock him in jail, whatever. We know that if it's a Muslim guy, we need the, the wall, terrorist ban. Now, I've, I've shot um, a podcast before where I detailed um, since, I think about 2010, all the mass shootings. Uh, and if, even if you go just since Trump has been president, like about 70% of them are white males. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't have to be a statistician. You don't have to be mathematically inclined to see, you know, if you looked at those percentages where the problem is lying. So black man will still always be enemy number one, even though he's not even empowered to really damage anybody's life, but people will always be annoyed with him, and he'll be the one you're always clutching your purse for or worried about when, you know, nine out of ten times they they have no interest in you. Uh, Followed by the Muslim man, the Arab man, the Hispanic man, a few more. And all of these people can be villainized in the media they can be uh, stereotyped 
and grouped. And Trump specifically will group these people immediately. Like he literally commented on, it's funny what he comments on. He commented on, uh, they've been throwing water on police officers in New York City. And he commented on that. Um, uh, one of the famous ones was the actual week where there was an Arab guy who drove his car on the sidewalk of the West Side Highway and killed some people. And then there was a white guy who shot some people out of a window. About 600 people uh, he shot at from a window. And uh, that same week, like, he literally didn't say anything about that and condemned the Muslim and terrorist band and all this other stuff. So the deeper-rooted issue here, what do we do, right? So this is a problem that, honestly, I, I, I really don't have the answer today. You know, I don't have an answer because... We, I don't, at this point in my life, I'm almost 40 years old, I don't see white men ever acknowledging their mental fragility. And it's something that, it's just like this thing you can't talk about. We can talk about everybody's problems, women, black people, men, but we cannot talk about the fragile white mind. You know, the insecurity of that mind, the fear that goes in that mind. There is something there. I don't know what it is and it doesn't, doesn't happen to every one of them, obviously. But there is clearly an underlying hatred and an underlying um, fragileness to their minds. You've heard me mention the suicide rates. Whether you like black people, African Americans or not, almost all people can agree that they've been looked down upon and had a tough road. And some people won't agree with that, but <laughs> I guess. But if you just look at the stats, right? It, it, you know, we could say that they weren't treated the best and they did come from slavery, right? So even with that, the suicide rates are one-fourth of what they are for white people. So so just put that in perspective. America, the white person's experience and the black person's experience. In this experience, <laughs> on the land that was stolen by white people and the structures pretty much created in your favor, not for you to be successful, but it's created in your favor with less obstacles and less hatred, less disdain toward, for you and all these things. Even with that situation, white people are killing themselves at four times the rate. I believe it's like almost 20 for every 100,000 people where for black people it's five. So you've heard me talk in other podcasts about like sometimes I, I, I sometimes I don't understand why I'm running into so many not me personally like my personal experiences and some are but just in general why there's so many angry white people <laughs> why why generally are white people more angry than black people black people are depressed uh, sometimes and sometimes very angry but generally you can go to like literally the worst ghettos and you'll see 90% of the people attempting to enjoy their lives still. Whether they're out there barbecuing or just gathering with friends or at home with their family, relaxing, having a drink or smoke, whatever they're doing, whether it's super productive or not, the spirit of these people is like, we're going to survive, we're going to fight through this, we're going to make it. And it's the anger usually stays within themselves or in their immediate community where white people even after all of like you did the you've done the most recent acts that haven't really been revenged let's be real people haven't really got revenge on white people yet right so the people that you would expect to want all this revenge 
don't commit these acts. The, when you have a situation, 9 out of 10, where a black person's even harming a white person, it's like in the act of something else. You know, maybe a black person was a burglar or something and he got in the house and had a scuffle with a white person, hurt him. You don't have black people going in to Walmarts, schools, churches, anything. Just there's no there's no limit to what they'll do with their, their minds full of hate and just murder. That is something really nobody. It's it, it's at the root in the white mind. Now here's the point: it's not to blame white people or black people. You know, like I know uh, the agendas. You you want to blame black people? But that's not what I'm coming with here. It's like how do we solve the problem? And you can't solve the problem. And that's why I say I don't have the answer because I, I, I can't say with confidence that any white man of power in this country, specifically somebody with power to like bring it to the national conversation, will ever say anything about this. Like, I, I don't, if they do another one tomorrow, they'll just say the same thing. Like, oh, it's unfortunate, thoughts and prayers, yada, yada, yada. They will never have that conversation where we step back. And we just start to talk about it. We just figure out what's going on because it can probably be fixed. But it can't be fixed if, you know, we just keep not acknowledging, not acknowledging that there's something wrong. <laughs> you know, in America with all this stuff, like they're the only ones that do this. Meanwhile, these are the same people that have all this anger towards every black person, uh, Jews. Asians, Mexicans, all this stuff. We worried about the poor Mexicans. Trump has been president three years. I haven't heard of one Mexican doing anything. I don't even know in my life I've heard of Mexicans. Mexicans do crime, of course, like anybody else, but they're not, they, their minds are not wired like this. No Mexicans don't go in the store and just shoot random people. No Asian person is going to do this. Like, I'm not saying, like, when you have one, you know, outlier, but when you take the base, Nine out of ten, when you see these things, you almost know it's a white person. And when you see the the reasoning behind it, it's it's always as abstract and nonsensical as you imagine. You know, um, even if somebody was bullied, like I, I said this before, like just go online right now and just Google first black kids in America to go to schools. And you'll see pictures, you know, which is, you can go online and YouTube and see the videos. What you'll see is this. You'll see numerous videos and pictures of the first black children when there was literally one, two or three of them in the whole school. Going to school, getting off a bus, walking through a crowd like it was a, like a mob, a mob of white children yelling and screaming at the person for trying to acquire education we have to dig into this mind this is not a normal mind it's semi understandable I'm not going to say normal and acceptable but understandable why you would want to have an advantage on somebody and even have them have less than you but to have a whole race of people that you could literally have that many children that angry at one person of another skin color that's not trying to do you harm that's just trying to get education that says a lot. It also says a lot when you think about what that child went through. So we've been getting bullied in this country for so long. We don't shoot people up for no reason. These people that shoot, they shoot their own people through uh, lack of culture, which was uh, lack of understanding, lack of culture. And, you know, 
a reckless, I don't care about life attitude. But even in that, there's bad reasons, but there's reasons. You heard about a shooting in Brooklyn here uh, a couple weeks ago. Guy went, he, he was looking, he, he saw a rival and he shot wildly at the rival and hit a couple of people. That's a black crime. <laughs> Why? Because these black, the black, the average black thug in the ghetto mentally, even within his thuggery, doesn't have appreciation for certain things. One of those is precision with the rifle or, or shotgun or a pistol. Shooting ranges, ac- uh, accuracy, right? That's not part of their life. Almost, the recklessness is almost part of the screaming to the world that I don't give a shit, even though you're hurting me. But even within that type of lost and abused individual mind, that mind never, ever decide. Just think about this. That mind of that, even that black duck who's pushed to that level of existence, never just goes into a movie theater and just shoots randomly. Never just goes into a church and just shoots randomly. Never does any of these things. So we have to, if we want to get somewhere in America and we want to put this to bed, somebody somewhere, and it's probably going to have to be a white person of prominence, is going to have to start addressing this white mind you know we can keep up the propaganda which they will and telling you to be scared of everybody else but you know no black person's gonna do something on a plane no black person's gonna come in a store and shoot people for no reason it's just not in our hearts it's not the way we're built that's the way white people some of them are built and it's time to acknowledge that it's time to acknowledge these people like guy lost the video game tournament he shot people guys just filled with hate go into a church and just shoot people Mind you, I don't want to start listing all this. And this is recent crimes. You may think I'm talking about things from now. Just 20 years ago, a bird in Texas. You dragged somebody by your car in the back. These are not human beings, man. Like, this is why I tell people, like, I don't know. Like, I I try not to go too whacked out with my theories. But it's like, sometimes it's like, this this, this, this lacks a lot of humanity. Now, even within humanity, we have a savage reptilian brain inside. I get it. I get when if you're in a corner and somebody is trying to kill you or two of them and then you get the upper hand, you may go crazy and, and stab them to death. I get that. <laughs> I get human rage. I get these things. I get even what poverty and oppression can lead to. I get these things. I don't get people, I don't get a white man in modern day America. Mind you, I am a black man. I'm a mixed race in the sense of, I guess, not mixed race, but mixed heritage, my mother is African-American and my father is from Ghana. So I have a very interesting mix, right? But ultimately, I'm a tall black man in America. I face racism as a regular black man. And in facing this, I'm still the most positive individual. And I, and I have no genuine hate for any race of people. I just call a spade a spade. When you hear me talking about white people, I'm not the one with the hate. I don't hate white people. I really, I'm indifferent to people. But I have to point out what's going on because that's the truth hurts. And it's going to hurt. But stats don't lie. You know, those suicide rates don't lie. The mass shooting rates don't lie. You know, propaganda lies. Black on black crime, right? It's white on white crime. The majority of all crime is committed by those in the proximity, family, or race. It's just the way it is. That's a, that's a federal stat. And it's, you know, look in your regular life, you'll use common sense and you can see that that's the pattern. 
but the narrative is like these blacks are just so wild and it's, it's you know it's just not true it's just not true but case in point unfortunately you're not going to hear this conversation anywhere else but the truth hurts in a few platforms that are like myself uh, but I encourage you guys, white and black, to start this conversation because, you know, the same way I can sit here and tell you that, you know what, uh, the black mind needs counseling. All minds need help, People, especially in a place like America. There's been so much mental abuse on each other, but it's just a different type of help. The black man needs knowledge of self and culture. You see black people, you already give them back that. If you're black and you got it, teach black people that. That's That's a problem within the black community. You have no knowledge of self. You don't know who you are, where you came from. You think your damn life started with slavery. Of course you're fucked mentally. So that happens to a lot of black men. But even within that, we don't have this problem. We don't have the, oh, let me wake up and just shoot random people problem. That is a white problem. It's global. And the sad part is after it happens, it's like it just will not be addressed. Almost as if like that's one of the underlying principles of America. That we don't we don't address our you know you know what I'm saying like we don't address this in public we don't bring this to the light I'm sure maybe people talk about it in their homes and all this but nobody's talking about it on a level where we're like all right let's have some some forums some discussions some conferences let's make it a national discussion of what these white man's fears are because they, they keep playing out, but one thing about these white man's fears, they play out and they affect others. Like their fears always affect others. Even racism in the simplest form. I tell black people all the time, like when you get bad energy from white people, you must not even accept it because they're just trying to impose their fears and things on you that have, have nothing to do with you. But if you accept it, if you take in that energy, it can it can create emotions within you. So that's why you have to learn that you know this I don't accept anybody's energy that's off of what I want to accept. So unfortunately, guys, we have another mass shooting. Unfortunately, even more unfortunate, uh, we have lost a life, and even more unfortunate, uh, it's probably going to happen again. Because that conversation, we're far from it in America, but we can start with ourselves. We can start with the person next to us, we can start with uh, you know, the people we work with, the people we uh, are in love with, our social circles, and create the narrative around the conversation of some of this white man anger and fear. Because these kind of acts are birthed from a combination of anger and fear. And both of those, if you know about them, they're not completely synthetic, but a lot of times they are, especially fear. It's usually just something you're paranoid about and it's making you react irrationally and your anger is usually from cognitive dissonances and your life's not how you think it's supposed to be but all of these things are in your control your mind and your control I have nothing to do with anybody else but if you don't know this it will easily like under let's say President Trump the average mind of some of these Trump supporters mind these are not the most intelligent people Mind, there's numerous white people with their IQs and not even just a standard IQ, just their intelligence is off the charts. The Trump supporter generally is not that group. These are the poor, kind of stupid people that couldn't figure it out in America. So, and they're white, so they feel extra mad. You have to understand, this is like an extra mad individual. Very fragile-minded individual, especially 
somebody like Trump, who's even he's smart enough even to know how dangerous it is to, to kind of provoke those kind of minds because they're already living in some sort of desolateness with fear and anger. And uh, it's being sparked by people like Trump, which in one sense, I, I think it's good because it's bringing it to the forefront. But in another sense, it's not good because of situations like today. But guys, bring up the conversation. Don't be scared to talk about it. The truth hurts. everybody thanks for listening to the podcast uh we really appreciate it here i just want to set an email address for you guys in case you want to get in contact with any comments suggestions feedback positive or negative anything that's not gross or disrespectful is more than welcome here at the podcast because we just want to push progress and think forward that email address is podcast at gmail.com once again podcast at gmail.com once again that's t-t-h-b-l-k podcast at gmail.com basically it's the truth hurts but lies kills uh podcast and it's just abbreviated so the whole title of the podcast is abbreviated uh put into six different letters followed by the word podcast as one long word right t-t-h-b-l-k podcast at gmail.com Please get in contact. Don't hesitate. Anything you can think of, suggestions, other podcasts, anything that you feel is relevant, trust me, we will look at it, we will engage, and uh, we will push the agenda forward. Thanks a lot, guys.